Well, this has been very insightful, I think, at least in our own personal lives of how we spend our time. I don't review my reports that often, so I'm just like, ooh, I didn't know that. <laughs> this is why you time track, though. So you're like, oh, we should make that change. Right. Welcome back to the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And this week's episode, we are discussing time tracking. So before we hop into the main topic, Kyle, what have you been working on since our last step? You know what? If I pull up my time tracking app, I could tell you. (laughs) So... Uh, well, in general, I've been working mostly on uh, just getting things together because uh, I just was out of town for the past four days for Labor Day weekend. And I was trying to work on some projects then. Didn't work out that well. As every trip goes, you're like, I'm going to get so many things done. And then like the next thing you know, you have like an hour of work done. And that's it. And your entire four days that you're there. In my case, <laughs> yeah. I spent two hours total on my four day trip working on things. And I mean, that's fair. Traveling shouldn't just be about, uh, shouldn't just be about, about uh, projects because that's not what people travel for mostly. So, uh, but I wasn't like, yeah. So it was fine. I had a good time. I was in Aspen, Colorado. Actually, in the okay. outskirts of Aspen. Uh, good place to be. Very hot in the summertime, though. Not as hot as Texas, at least. But it's dry heat, so it's kind of like weighs on you more and yeah uh i think i did some writing a lot last week i've been trying to work more on fleshing out a story idea and it's turning out to be way more bigger than i thought it would be so yeah so that will probably never happen be so ambitious it is and how many hours in the day there are but if i could go to the grave just knowing I, at least i worked on that a little bit i'll be happy <laughs> but yeah it's been a pretty I don't know. Uh, do you have the... Uh, this thing happens to me. Every time I go on vacation, like this block of time is just like carved away and I don't really know what happened before the vacation, like in detail. If it was like a day... Like if I had like a normal weekend here in Austin, I probably could tell you what I did last week with more accuracy than uh, what I could think of right now. I, I think it's it, it's this... Uh, it's a well-known phenomena called uh, entering the vacation mode. <laughs> In which your brain synapses stop firing because you're ready for that vacation. <laughs> that's and therefore, you don't rec- retain a lot uh, within your memory. Because <laughs> that's what happened to me because I have no idea uh, what happened really before that. I'm pointing my time tracking stuff right now, but I could probably say that for the main episode. So, in that case, <laughs> what have you been working on, Mark? Uh, this has been one of the most unproductive times <laughs> uh, that I've had. And if we were to look at my time tracking, um, not only was that challenging, and we'll get into that, <laughs> but a uh, vast majority of it was spent on YouTube, <laughs> and that's not making YouTube videos. That's consuming YouTube. So YouTube is my 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 uh, downfall. And uh, but in the few times that YouTube decided to let me do something else. I got some editing done for the show, and on the last day of my time off, um, I got a little bit of writing done for Project Dollar. Oh, nice. So 
wholly it's been extremely unproductive, but I think that's kind of um, payback for all the traveling and social interaction (laughs) that I had to do. Not too much from a productivity standpoint uh, for these past two weeks. Um, So let's kind of dig into that a little bit further where we can talk about our time tracking. So we've talked about and discussed time tracking a little bit before some of the apps that we use and um, Mm -hmm. how we're tracking our time. And speaking of, I did not hit to record the time for this particular episode. (gasps) What? Right? I'm recording it right now. Failing. We've been going for four minutes and 24 minutes since we st- since we started recording. Yes. <laughs> go now, go now. Go now. <laughs> it's like four um, minutes and 24 minutes, four minutes and 24 seconds. It <laughs> <laughs> is some math of that one. <laughs> uh, so I'm entering this in now um, to get my recording. You can probably hear the little keys. And we're going to keep that oh, I've been spending a lot We're of time doing this live, folks. Like... We're doing this live. <laughs> yeah. This is a... So, um, outside of, you know, hearing here and there how we are recording our time and everything else, why do you track your time? Uh, why do I? It's because I am a data nerd is why. Or actually, no, specifically the reason why I start, why I uh, time track is it keeps me accountable. And I, even though I don't review my reports that often, I like the idea that if I have to, I could go back and review it. So I like to time track for that reason. And it gives us like this, like the sense of being watched or it's not a sense of being watched. It's a sense of self guilt, depending on which one, uh, uh, which state I'm in at the moment. If I'm working on something, I'm like, okay, the timer's running. I can't change this. <laughs> but if it's, uh, doing a review session, which doesn't really happen that often, I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> so much time on that thing. Or I've been progressing on this thing more than I thought I've had. So I, I time track for that reason. It just kind of keeps you accountable. What do you time track, Mark? Um, well, uh, I initially got into time tracking for my job like many years ago. Um, and that was just kind of see how long it was taking me to get things done. Um, and then it bled into me tracking my time for different projects. So, um, it will be tracking time to see how long it took me to do editing session or how long I was spending doing planning for some of the groups that I ran. Uh, So that I started um, time tracking from that perspective. Um, But it was all, I got into it for work uh, and tracking time and doing reports and and data analysis for our development teams to see how much time they were spending in these different areas uh, to do R&D tax credits and all of this stuff. Uh, I got really big into tracking time from that perspective. And that just kind of bled over into my life to see um, what things that I could use to track time see where I'm spending my time and then like you looking at some of the reports and seeing where I'm spending my time and if I should be spending my time in that particular area or find that maybe I'm missing something and I need to track my time for that. So I guess that's the why, but how about we get into 
what time tracking is or people that might be curious what exactly we're talking about. It could be people might be envisioning it in different ways. And I think it might be good to come to a, it's all definition for like what time tracking is. So what would you think time tracking is? Time tracking in itself is just the simple action of having a timer run and track you as you're doing things with that timer being labeled as something. Some people would do it by having an automated timer. There's apps that do it for you and others you are manual, which you and I are both are manual timer people, mm-hmm. which I uh, find, which uh, it doesn't really, yeah, I can't speak. It doesn't really matter what you do as long as like, you know what you're tracking for, which in this case, like why we time track in the case for you, it's work related stuff. And for me, it's accountability related things. So time tracking for our audience is just something that you do just to make sure that you are logging the hours needed. Kind of like, a, like an employer will log how long their employees work there. There's like your own version. You're your own employer and you're logging the hours you spend on whatever project you're working on. That's how I describe time tracking. How would you describe it? Well, essentially the same. I, I think everyone's introduction into time tracking is from their employer perspective mm-hmm. of where you're clocking in and clocking out. So you're seeing how much time you, you spent on the clock before you take your first break, et cetera. And there's labor laws and everything <laughs> else associated with that to make sure that you're not working past X amount and number of hours before taking a 15 minute, 30 minute or your one hour lunch break. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have time tracking from that employer perspective. But I didn't really think of anything more with time tracking until I got into um, the SEM world. And that's uh, software configuration management, where I would do code builds and deployments and manage the the release software process. There, um, in using different tools, we kind of started to track the time the developers were spending towards their projects. Hmm. And, you know, back in my way early days, I would track time from, not track time, but, you know, Oh, how long is it going to take you to build this web page? Oh, about a week. I didn't really have the numbers, but you fast forward a decade later and I'm working with development teams and I'm helping assist them track their time and defining the categories in which they put their time into. And then I was able to see from that that there was a back end perspective with it. So it went from just not only. I'm starting my day. Here's the time that I'm coming in for the day, the time that I leave Mm -hmm. to make sure, especially if you're getting paid from an hourly perspective, that you're getting that overtime and that you're and even if you're not hourly in your salary to also show here are the range of hours that I'm working. That's time tracking. Then I got down into a further detail to say, okay, within this eight hour period, yeah, you may come in at nine or you come in at 10 or whatever the time may be within this eight hour period. What are you doing? And from a again, from an employer financial perspective for software developers, we wanted to make sure that we were tracking our time for tax deductible items. Hmm. So your software development, your uh, testing, anything that you were doing that could be tied into building the code 
was something was a taxable event. And then you can submit that time and you can get your research and development credit back on that at the, at the end year of your uh, uh, taxes for the year for the business. And then there was other things that you can get credits on for it, et cetera, et cetera. And then you had client billing that I got interfaced with client billing. Oh, this is how much time we spent coding, right, for mm-hmm. you. So you owe us X amount, et cetera. So then I, I kind of went from just the hourly time tracking that clocking my hours to get paid for my eight hours a day and plus overtime to then defining the specific projects or areas that I was using uh, or areas that I was working with, whether it was from uh, development, from testing, et cetera, et cetera. So it, for me, time tracking kind of morphed from just something that to get my paycheck to then defining the areas of work I was doing throughout the day. Wow. <laughs> you had like... <laughs> You had like a quiet journey in time tracking. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, (laughs) we, I didn't never thought I would learn about software capitalization, but I did. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Um, What is that? It's, it's, uh, I just kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, Software capitalization is is you're, you're breaking out the hours to indicate which okay, hours were spent okay. towards your development, right? Yeah. Um, because there's tax incentives for that. Okay. Um, I never thought I would actually learn that process. I never thought I would help design the, the coding where developers and people will put their buckets that they will put their time, time whether it was admin time, um, such as checking mail, going to meetings or mm-hmm. logging meetings, logging client meetings, et cetera, et cetera. And then writing reports based off of that database reports and everything uh, using Microsoft BI and web focus. So I, <laughs> I had a little bit, yeah, I had quite the entry into time tracking. Wow. You had a mandatory too, which is completely different than mine. I chose to get into time tracking. I chose to live this lifestyle. <laughs> I had no choice in the matter. I was drag kicking and screaming <laughs> i do not want to learn this and we're like we got other ideas about i that. i got into it because i have a lot of podcasts that i listen to talk about time tracking a lot and it's like i should try time tracking after like hearing about it for like the thousandth time so <laughs> I, if we keep on talking about time tracking this show if you're skeptical about it you might be time tracking by episode 20 <laughs> like, yes you'll be like oh well they keep on talking about it it'll be good to do yeah it was the uh the my my all-time favorite podcast, Cortex, the uh, two <laughs> hosts in there, Gray and Mike, both use uh, uh, both use time tracking in their daily lives to different extents, and I some which I think is like a really interesting way of like looking at time tracking of how people do it. Like I only track time on projects, but in the show Cortex, Gray own Gray uses it for everything. Like he does it from everything from like exercise to sleep to his own projects. Like there's different like tiers of time tracking, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's like the top tier. That's too extreme for me. I never do it that way. Plus I feel like there's a good bunch of, you get a bunch of noise. It doesn't really help you. It doesn't. It does not. But what, what does help with those, like knowing like where you are spending your time and where you could adjust it if you need to. 
So in the case of like, say if you do want to track your sleep, you might find out that you're only getting like six and a half hours of sleep whenever you should be getting seven and a half or so. Or maybe you want to spend more time with your friends or your family or even just like walking your dog and you realize that you're working late into the night, the night on side projects and you only spend like an hour with them while you're spending like two hours to three hours in, a night uh, working inside projects or working at the office uh, later than you should be. So it's good to just like get an idea of like where you're putting your hours since you do only have so many hours in a day and how to work your way around that, which I think is a really good philosophy of time tracking and everybody does it differently, like I said. So talking about that, right, Mm -hmm. how do you actually, what is your method to track time? Like what tool do you use? How do you define that? Earlier you mentioned uh, in contrast to, to, I think it was... Gray from Cortex, in which he tracks everything, and you are project-based. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how does that work? I track every project that I make and uh, every uh, quote-unquote client I work for, which in this case is work and myself and various side projects. And I use the tool Toggle, which is something that you and I both use which mm-hmm. Toggle is actually a app that's mostly developed for freelancers so that we could uh, have accurate time for their clients and they could build their clients hourly as as accurately as possible. But I think that somewhere down the line, the productivity community co-opted the whole thing and said this is actually a productivity app to measure how we spend our time on everything. And now it's like a mix of both like productivity and billing app. And it's a yeah. really strong app. You could do tags that... You could uh, divide things up by client, projects, and teams, which I never use the team. But uh, you have three different hierarchies that way, team, client, projects, and then I guess tag is like a general hierarchy that goes everywhere. Every single project I'm involved in at work or at my own personal life, I create a timer for. And I even have a timer for non-productive time at the office. So I keep myself accountable for that. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going through my list right now. I have so many different projects. This is ridiculous how many projects I have. <laughs> <laughs> so my setup and toggle is I, I create a new client for each aspect that I'm trying to measure. So I have a client for work. I have a client for my own personal life. I have a client for the productivity lab. I have a client for my other projects I'm working on. And then I will subdivide that into projects. In this case, we are currently working on the projects of episode recording within the client of of uh, the productivity lab. So I have it subdivided onto that. And then, that, then past that, I will tend to put tags on it. Like uh, if it's creative or not, I think this one's tagged as creative right now. And if it's a meeting, if it's administrative, if it's a design work at my office job, etc., I would give it that tag. I never really use the tags at all, like for reviewing my reports, but it's nice to know that, that they're there. So I will keep it for that reason. But yeah, and that every project I make, I have a, I also have a general, or not every project, every client that I make, I have a general project with that same name on it for just general work towards it. So actually looking back in my past two weeks of time tracking, my biggest... My biggest thing I've been working on has been general work for my office job. 
So it's not like anything project specific. It's, it could be multi-project stuff. It usually means like going through my emails or uh, scheduling the next day or just like general meetings. I put into that one. Yeah, so that's my setup and toggle. What's your setup like, Mark? So, um, kind of like you, um, I I'm slowly adding more. the The more I'm removed from my past and time tracking, the more detail mm. I start to add to mine and toggle. Uh, so, um, a couple weeks ago, I tweeted out uh, we were thinking about this topic, and I was like, how long have I been using toggle? And I looked at my reports and I've been using it since 2011. Ooh, it makes me, oh my God, 2011, it's been around that long? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah. I think I've been using it since 2017. That sounds right. Yeah. Wow. I, You've I, seen this thing I, grow throughout time. Yeah. What? I, I <laughs> even tweeted a screenshot of my first time. I think it was like back in November of 2011 or something where I, I first logged time. Oh my God. I didn't see that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So, uh, send a, yeah, send a tweet a, to me on Slack later. I'll put it in the, I'll send we'll it put to in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so I've been, um, so since then, it's been really basic. So I don't use it for clients or, or list anything as client, just the projects. Mm-hmm. And so there used to be, I used to actually track, track my old work in it as well. So if I look at reports from back in the, in the day, you'll see maybe my support cases that I was working, um, any projects at work that I was working. And at the time, there wasn't um, like desktop, desk apps or mobile apps. And this has kind of turned into a big ad for Toggle. But <laughs> <laughs> Toggle, please sponsor us. <laughs> right. Uh, there wasn't like... Um, it was web app, but they had like great Chrome extensions uh, that you can use. So even to this day, you can use the Chrome extension. So whenever I would be in Jira, you can market the website for Jira and you can have it appear on a Jira issue. And so if I picked up a support case in Jira and I'm like, okay, I want to start my time on it, hit start timer and it will start recording that. And for the, the, uh, title, uh, of the item on tracking uh, will be the support case number. So I only have the title of what I'm doing, the particular projects that I'm working, and that's it. And I recently just started to use tags. Okay. So if we look at the and I yeah and I and also that tweeted out a picture of. Um, the uh, how much time each project was coming, yeah. uh, and and this project productivity lab it has like jumped up in like one of my <laughs> biggest projects for the year uh, yeah. over overcoming my side business stuff and uh, project dollar, which is which for me seeing that I was like damn, <laughs> um, but um, so yeah I have the just the productivity lab atx podcasters then there's big time for without project and that's for me doing the pomodoro Mm -hmm. so that's logged without a project Mm -hmm. um my business and then so if i'm 
doing something for my business, I might be doing admin time. So I would just write admin okay. and the project yeah. will be my business. If I'm doing right. something for Austin Podcasters, the project will always be Austin Podcasters, but I could be building a workshop. So I'll put workshop, the name of the workshop, mm-hmm. or the title could be the name of a blog post or the meetup. So I don't actually break out to... and. The great thing is, is that you can reuse the same things within Toggle, mm-hmm. and Toggle will group it together via the reports. Yeah, I'm looking so, at it right now. I actually forgot about this feature. Yeah. So if I'm using um, doing ATX Meetup planning, then I would just restart the timer for that one that I wrote to make sure that the naming and stuff is all consistent. Um just like when I do edits for the show, mm-hmm. um, I just restart the same one for editing. And when I'm done with editing and maybe it's social media, then I'll grab the TPL social media. So that's kind of how I have it set up. I do it based off projects. And yeah, if if there's a particular project that I'm looking to work, um, I try to make sure that there's a project within Toggle for it. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of expanding that recently to make sure that I'm I'm tracking items um, that will be good to track. What do you mean by that last part? Um, so before uh, in my business, or I wouldn't track training. Okay, I think I that's worthwhile, yeah. right? So um, it's training. Uh, it's helping me improve what I'm doing, etc. So I made sure to start tracking uh, training items. I also do research and development since of special editing or sound mixing projects that I actually don't release. (laughs) Um, And practicing and doing that time, it's learning me practicing the skill, learning the skill. Uh, Even though I don't release anything, I still track my time as Mm R&D because I'm doing research of something that I want to do in the future. So I want to make sure that I'm tracking that R&D time uh, that I'm putting forth Um, and design work as well, because I want to do my own uh, business branding update. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm playing around trying to vectorize something in Illustrator or whatever, I track that time because I think it is applicable um, for to see how much time I'm putting into that, um, whether it's R&D or design work, because then it's going to help me uh, for a, a project that's actually coming up in the pipeline. So I want to make sure that I capture that and that I'm, I'm seeing what I'm doing. So I'm kind of expanding what I'm tracking. I'm tracking time for more things now instead of simple basic things like i used to okay i see getting a little bit more granular with everything yeah do you track downtime at work as well or is no and i have a different so i created a different account uh for toggle at work i created Uh, a work account that's a Uh, good idea (laughs) again i'm more and more like the past what uh seven years i would say um, the less of work stuff I want to see at home. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> yeah, so for for me, because I work support, my day changes drastically. Mm-hmm. My number one focus is customer support cases. Mm-hmm. So when cases come in, I work them. I typically don't track my time unless I feel I have, I'm starting to feel overwhelmed or I notice maybe this is taking me longer than I need. 
and I have a big backlog of cases that I need to go through. Mm. So then I would throw out the toggle timer for that case, and it's uh, set for 30 minutes before it goes into Pomodoro. Mm-hmm. That mean that allows me to work on the case as much as I can at 30 minutes. And if that 30-minute timer completes and I don't have a good bounce for the customer or a good direction or idea where I could take the case, then I consult with some of uh, my team members or some of the senior yeah, members on our idea. team and or I reach out to the developers uh, if it's uh, in that particular need. Mm-hmm. So I use it as a way to track my time and then help put me back on track or to kind of time box uh, what I can do. And then I make a decision based off uh, what I was able to uh, accomplish within that 30 minute period. Um, And then I move on for downtime. I do not track that again is specific. um, It's specifically project based. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not working the support case and I'm not time tracking for a project like writing training uh, or doing mm-hmm. training prep for something, then I'm not tracking my time. So I don't track any downtime at work or anything like, or any meetings anymore. I don't track I don't any track of meetings. that at work. Uh, I like to track meetings. I think it's a fun thing to do. Like, see, I have a meeting tag for our, all of our meetings. I don't know how much time mm-hmm. I spend on meetings. I see. I used to. Um, Let's see. Yeah, my last job, I used to track a lot of that stuff. Meetings, um, I will have the timer, and when someone will come over, I will pause the timer um, and then resume, etc. cetera. Uh, but I've really started to, uh, since my last job, actually lax on the amount of time tracking that I do. There's no way I spent 19 hours in meetings last week, in last month. No, 16 hours, I missed that, but... I think I put a tag in the wrong thing. <laughs> There's no way of 16 hours of meetings. My my job is too uh, too uh, uh, solitary to have 16 hours of the meetings. <laughs> uh, then you need to do an uh, I need to, audit. I know. Of I your time tracking. Uh, I know exactly where it happened to. I know. I don't know which ones are. I need which timers I need to change. Though that's the question. Just omit <laughs> all those. I guess. You yeah. could say I spent about eight hours in meetings last month. It looks like that's more accurate. I think that includes we have these monthly safety meetings. No, it's not on there. But these monthly safety meetings that I have in a different timer, which is not on here, so it's actually different. But yeah, uh, I'm surprised you don't track meetings. I think it was like a really interesting thing to do. You'd see like there's all the whole thing like that they say like that workplaces love meetings and they get in the way of actually getting actual work done. Not in support. No? Um, you, I mean, yeah, not in support. Like, we have team stand-ups, so they can be from 15 to 30 minutes. No. And we have one team meeting a week. Okay. So I don't, it's it's not nothing project-based or anything like that. Um, yeah, it, it's this, this role is very different from my role at my last job, where I was heavily, um, I moved from, I was the tech lead, so I moved from, I still did support like in 25% of the time, and 75% of my time was a lot of meetings and planning and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I needed to track the time for each of those projects that we were doing, because not only did, was it, it was required for the work as well 
to record my time for this meeting mm-hmm. to make sure that we it was being included in the software capitalization that we were getting the proper money back. So if I was participating in a meeting with the development team about the product or doing testing or something like that, I needed to make sure that I was logging my time to the proper project mm-hmm. and okay, to the so proper time bucket. So the the meetings had to be recorded as well um, to make sure that everything was was proper. Um, so it's really nice to not have to do that for like there's no time tracking I have to do at work at all. There's no calendar or anything where I put in any time. I don't even log. I, I almost lied. Technically, I do have to log. A, a day off for um, vacation now, mm-hmm. and that's just to show that Mark is off. Okay, Otherwise, okay. I, I have the quote-unquote unlimited vacation. Okay. Uh, huh. Okay, yeah, you work for one of those fancy tech companies to get your own. I, I do. Yeah, not me. But... I feel my hipster staff growing. <laughs> no, no, you guys, you, you guys have a good, I'm just a uh, government employee. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I, I I say that that's just to hopefully help highlight the stark difference from my last job, yeah. where I had to track literally all of that time. I had to make sure that I had a full eight hours logged within the system of everything that I was working on, admin time and non-admin time, to a system where there is none of that. That kind of sounds like the reason, like why I took up time tracking in the first place, like having like that, that ability to like have your quote unquote boss review, like how you've been performing at work. And in this case, it's for billing stuff, but for your own personal self, it could be like, I don't know, the just the joy you get for seeing that you got things done. Is that who to put it? Maybe you could also <laughs> like, it's also a good like system. I have never done this, but I could see people totally using time tracking as a way to reward themselves. Like, okay, if I spend like 10 logged hours in this project this week, I'm going to treat myself to whatever. I don't know, sushi or whatever. Just something. It could be a good motivator just to keep yourself accountable and quote unquote bill yourself for those hours with this nice treat. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, that's something I never actually thought about using time tracking for until just now. <laughs> but, but I could see people tell you using time tracking for that reason. Uh, and it seems like that, in your case, you just were forced to do that. Your reward for time tracking and doing your job was your money, your paycheck that you got. Yes. So yes. <laughs> I should actually try doing something like that. Like, if I spend like less than this or this much amount of time on something, then I should uh, treat myself to something. I'm going to try incorporating that to future ideas for productivity lab topics. I think that, I mean, I think that's great. And so for me, even, yes, I was using Toggle from since 2011, Mm -hmm. but overwhelmingly that was for work. Mm. Um, And then when we, we moved from me tracking Toggle and we had a separate system, it it was disgusting, (laughs) but then we got uh, Jira and we added Tempo, uh, Tempo time tracking within Jira. So that's where I built out a lot of the uh, the time buckets, if you will, and did all the back-end database reporting mm-hmm. and all, all of that stuff. That was through work. So at that time, 
I was also wanting to start doing my own business stuff mm. and writing and podcasting and recording and stuff like that. And so then I switched for toggle being used pers- in my personal life. And yeah, and so one of the early first early projects is time tracking to how long it takes me to record a podcast episode. So did you switch just because it felt natural for you to record your own time? Or like, what was your reasoning from going like, this workplace tools were useful in my life is typically a lot of workplace tools I use. I'm like, I could find better ones elsewhere or I don't care about this one. I feel like if I was forced to time track, I probably wouldn't have kept up with it. Um, I, sw- I switched to it because I, I saw the benefit of time tracking, um, not to the minutia that we had to do it mm-hmm. at work, but I, I saw it from a project perspective to see how much time we were spending in a particular project or area of a project. And so when I spawned off to do my first ever podcast, um, I wanted to kind of get a baseline of how long it takes to do research, you know, episode research, how long it takes to write, record, edit, and everything else, and extrapolate that, okay, here's the average production time, so that when I finally do what was in there back then, um, Project Dollar, yes, it's been, it's, Project Dollar has existed for a while. It's well, been until you die. It sounds like <laughs> it's been in development hell. This is my winds of winter. Um, so, <laughs> um, but I was able to see, and, and that allowed me to know how long it takes me to produce an episode, and things that I'm doing in that particular episode. And um, so, my idea was, hey. You want to pick me up and I can work and I can produce you a 10 episode series on X mm-hmm. and it's going to going to cost you X dollar amount. And I came to that X dollar amount because I know how long it will take to write, to script, to edit, to do the mixing, etc. So I kind of have that data for myself of how long it takes me to to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course it changes once you learn new skills and you add to you, to your repertoire and, and the time expands. Right. Um, but I'm able to go into work and say, Hey, I want to resume this podcast. And for each episode it's going to take me a six and a half hours to produce mm-hmm. from research to, to publication. Um, and I know that for that type of show. So that's why I did it, to to be able to look at that particular project and kind of define my own. Since I wanted to pick up clients and get hired to mm. do other podcasting stuff, I needed to have to develop a baseline for my pricing. Even though okay. I wouldn't charge hourly, I wouldn't know what that is uh, on the back end. Okay. That's a, that's a very pragmatic reason to get into time tracking. And uh, yeah, with your ultimate goals of trying to create your own business, that makes perfect sense. I, it's kind of going down to like what Toggle is made for, freelancing. So you're using the tool almost the intended way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's lots of nice features that it has. And, um, but yeah, um, I've just kind of entered in that way and. And from there, it was like every time I picked up a new project, I'm like, hey, let's 
let's time track this. And then once you built that up, you can look at the reports and say, ooh, I'm spending way too much time on yeah. Austin Podcasters when I should be focused on Project Dollar, right? Um, and so that kind of gives you an insight into and in helping you actually see where you're spending the bulk of your time. And you can then make the decision if you should reassess that or not. Do you want to uh, do a quick dive into our reports then using this as like a jump out point to see like what we have been spending our most time on in um, the past what time uh, i'm doing it uh last month so the month of august month 2019 of august. i selected everybody that's not my office because i want to do because this is a pro- this is a show mostly about side projects i'm gonna just look at the side project stuff okay yeah so august jumped up in time because i i was playing with the last two weeks of trying to time track for an entirety of 24 hours. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Might want to do some filtering then. Yeah. I'm looking at projects right now. For me, my uh, my number one thing that I've worked on outside of work was a writing project I'm working on. I, that I'm just kind of like working on just to like test my writing skills and just kind of okay. find my voice again since it's been a while. It's probably something I'll never be finished and just saying that's just there just as like, like a testing ground. But the thing right behind that, though, is audio editing for the Productivity Lab. Oh, That's wow. That's my biggest side project I've worked on. Uh, let's see if I group it by client, though. How's this bump up? The Productivity Lab was my biggest client this month. I spent tw- nearly 20 hours on it last month, which is a good amount of time for side projects. And then right behind that was myself, which I record things like reading nonfiction, because I consider that like a useful thing to do. I also okay. record things. I I also record habits like meditation and budgeting. I even uh, see this is like where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to build up my productivity score today. What's a productive? What's something that's productive I could like record for today? <laughs> so like one day I record grocery shopping. I don't always record it, but apparently I record grocery shopping one day. Oh wow! Uh, I record the gym, which I never do. I don't know why I record the gym that day, because so, I I just record my fit. I record my workouts on my Fitbits on a separate thing entirely. Uh, apparently, I only spent two seconds on meal prep, which is a complete lie. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, uh, I will try to do things that like, will make me productive or that I value as like it being productive time for me, which is mm-hmm. time that will help me push my goals forward in any way possible. Okay. And yeah, so just looking at this, uh, my... That- I spent four hours reading nonfiction last month, which is actually less than I thought, but I finished a book. So I guess I read that book pretty quickly. Nice. Well, yeah, that's my quick dive into this. So you time track a lot of what I would classify as personal stuff. Yeah. Outside of your projects. Only because it doesn't count as non-productive time to me. It counts as productive time, but it's more like maintenance Mm. stuff mostly. Okay. But I really want to know how much I read and how much time I spend budgeting because budgeting could take me a while at times. Every time I get mm-hmm. paid, it usually takes me like half an hour to like an hour, depending on like how intense the expenses are or like what, I, what I'm projecting will happen in the next two weeks before my next paycheck. Yeah. So budgeting could usually take way longer than I thought than, than I think it will. So that's why it's good to to log just so I could like have an idea. Interesting. And then, uh, Things like reading nonfiction and meditation, I record just because I see those as being productive for uh, maintaining and growing myself. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, how's your charts looking? 
For me, so total, and this includes the 24 hours, I had logged 114 hours, 50 minutes, and 34 seconds. This is for just yourself and not work? That's, yeah. Oh, well. Excludes I, work. Just I logged myself. 53 hours last month on myself. <laughs> <laughs> so if I exclude the personal time, and so what I mean by personal um, is this is time um, that I was trying to track this month to see what I could do mm-hmm. for the last two weeks. And so that's budgeting, that's reviewing projects, that's uh, attending a launch party, that's doing personal mm-hmm. social, that's uh, viewing social media, meditation, uh, morning reading, and uh, sleep and stuff like that. I didn't track sleep a lot, but there's just very few entries in there for that. Okay. And a lot of YouTube. Um, <laughs> Man, if I had a YouTube timer, it would be through the roof. It'd probably be my biggest project. <laughs> oh, my God. So <laughs> um, so if we exclude the personal, which was 47 hours, and we exclude the break time or without project, which was 28 hours, the largest is the productivity lab at 23 hours and 51 minutes. Oh. And that was from having... Sometime throughout the month, I had a two-hour planning session. Um, you spent two then, hours more than me. Yeah, actually, I had a few planning sessions. Yeah, um, Website, the launch that we had. You did more editing this month, too, than I did. You had more episodes yeah. than I did. Yeah, there was a lot of episode edits in <laughs> yeah. there. Um, then we moved to the next largest from the Productivity Lab is the Austin Podcasters. Uh, so I'm that's, surprised that's a number one. Um, the editing for the show. Okay, for the that's show a fair point. That's took a fair over, point. yeah. So for Austin Podcasters, I typically average uh, probably about um, 10 to 12 hours a month. And that's attending the meetups, running the meetups. Um, then all the blog posts, notes, and social media prep and everything else. Uh, that I do. So I actually know that there's time missing from here mm. because there were two meetups that I didn't get to. Actually, three. So looking at it, there were three meetups of, of actually running the meetup. I didn't include, but I have time for all the post meetup stuff. Um, so the time for that would probably be up around the 12 hour mark. And then we have. Oh, Apex's podcast. I oh, hey. put out a podcast uh, episode did. for my inspiration, business inspiration uh, episode. And I started working on a project dollar update episode. So scripting that. And then lastly, my business, which was three hours. And um, that was, oh, <laughs> yeah. some TPL stuff got in here. So. That's an hour that gets you yanked away. The rest <laughs> is admin time and studio research. Studio research. Interesting. Yeah, I was researching of potentially buying or renting a place. Ooh, can we record it in the future? <laughs> that would be that would be my dream. So every now and then I go out and I look to see, okay, um, what places are possible to rent. Mm-hmm. Or to have a studio um, or location for people to record, to run events out of, etc. Mm. And how much will that cost? 
What do I need to bring in on a monthly basis or yearly basis for it, et cetera. So every now and then I go out and I research that stuff. I make a couple of notes and, and links to articles and things I read uh, to see if that's actually something I <laughs> I do want to do it. But the the income and everything else that mm-hmm. you need to go with it um, to see, OK, how much of personal would I want to put in it versus getting a business loan? So I, I, I track stuff. I track time for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of comprised my month of August. Well, this has been very insightful, I think, at least in our own personal lives of how we spend our time. I don't review my reports that often, so I'm just like, ooh, I didn't know that. <laughs> this is why you time track, though. So you're like, oh, I should make that change. Right, right. Um, and that's where um, when, because I tweeted out, the, I think I, I think I, I tweeted oh, out the picture one. of the, I think it was all time for the p- big projects mm-hmm. that were taking the time. And I was looking at Project Dollar, and I was like, "Okay, it, that I know that project has been a development hell. It's been kind of changed, and I'm going into that on on the Project Dollar update episode for Apex mm-hmm. This. But um, I didn't realize like how little time, even though I'm thinking about it a lot. I'm thinking about how to tackle it, what to write, what the scenes need to be, what the breakdown it should it should have, and the outline." But I'm not haven't been spending a lot of time writing it since completing and overhauling that first draft Mm -hmm. I did. So now we're in second draft phase where I'm essentially rewriting everything and it's taking on a whole new form. Um, But seeing the report helped me kind of shine a light, say you're not spending time on this, even though you think you are because you're thinking about it. Mm but you're not actually putting in the fingers to work, right? And even then, there's also the nuance of like, you could think of like a lot of ideas like as you're walking around, but you can't really measure that time like where your brain just is going at, when you enter scatter focus mode, as our <laughs> uh, previous book uh, club episode on uh, hyper focus, scatter focus was all about. When you enter scatter focus mode, you, uh, you can't really log what you're thinking of. Like I had a lot of ideas for what I'm working on while I was in Colorado over the weekend, but I didn't like any of that time. Yeah. Because like, I could spend like an hour in the plane just contemplating something, but I, it's like really hard to like really measure that. And that's like you sit down and like you have your computer or phone on you and you deliberately get to work on it. So to kind of like uh, put a cap on the conversation, right? What are some things or what tip would you give for someone that's wanting to get into tracking their time? I say start with an automatic time tracking app. There are apps out there that will just like log like log like how much time you spend on which websites, which computer program you're on on your desktop, or like on your phone, like what apps you're doing. Uh, the one I used to use. I know that there's more there's more intuitive ones out there now, which I've haven't cha- which I, I can't speak it. There's more intuitive ones out there that I haven't tested out since I kind of stopped automatically time tracking. But the one I used to use is Rescue Time. Which rescue time not only automatically tracks time for you, but also can block websites if you do a paid subscription. And rescue time kind of divides your time up between productive websites and distracting websites. It's a very simple way of looking at it, but you'd see like, like, like do I learn something new every day on Wikipedia, or am I distracting myself on Reddit every day? Like it's a very simple, very high level uh, program to use. 
I used that thing uh, for about a year, I think, before I started using Toggle. No, maybe two years before since I started using Toggle. Because I like the idea of having that data on me anyways, but it doesn't do the projects like that Toggle does. Like, that's something you could only really do with a manual time tracking app like Toggle. So if you're going to get into manual time tracking, I would recommend starting simple. I would just say start simple between, like, uh, just create like a timer for just, like, side projects and a timer for work and a timer for habits or whatever and just log to those three timers at the very beginning so you know that you spent this much time in the office that week you spent this much time uh working on side projects or you spent this much time working out and then maybe you might go later on it's like well i'm working on like three different side projects right now i need to figure out which one i want to or how i'm dividing my time between these three of these so I'd say create a client then saying that you uh, called like side projects and then put each three of those as a project underneath it and just like kind of grow it from there. Just uh, kind of only bring it up whenever you need to. I actually think that my timer system is a bit, is a bit uh, over the top at times and I think it would be better to keep it simple as well because I have on here too many projects I think. And the nice thing with uh, Toggle is you get archive old projects. So I have a bunch of archive projects too. But I think I have like 30 projects right here. I didn't count. Oh Actually, it might be more than 30. That's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it's. Yeah, let's see. Okay, I can multi select. I have 50. Act, I think these are active projects. I have 50 projects on my list. Oh, were my word. No, no. Some, one of these things on here is a archive project. So I have had 50 timers at least. For all the projects I've worked on. Okay. So some of these are archived. Or I just forgot to hit the archive button on them and they haven't been active in a while. Yeah, like for example, okay. I have my, my old blog, quadrant9.net. I have that as a project on here. I haven't spent that much time on that thing. But it's still there anyways if I need to like time to it. But yeah, it's it could get overwhelming. Another thing that I'd also recommend too is that some people like to do time tracking with Toggle as projects, having it like... Instead of like having like each project in the office being like its own timer or its own logged projects, just do the task in the office. So in my case, as an engineer, I could create a project for design work. I could create a project for meetings. I could create a project for uh, like email. And then I could just log it that way. Actually, in hindsight, I would have done that for my, for my work-based stuff. But I'm so far deep down this rabbit hole, I did not want to change my system just yet. I don't feel like <laughs> nuking it just yet. Uh, because uh, in this case, like a, each individual project in my office doesn't really mean as much to me as like what kind of task I'm doing to it. So mm -hmm. if I could just like know like if I spend like if I spend like 15 hours in design work each week and that's not enough, I that'd be better to know. I use tags instead for it. But yeah, that's uh, that's my piece of advice. Start simple, start automatic, and then if you like the automatic time tracking, go into manual time tracking, and I swear you'll be like Mark and I, and you'll be hooked. How about you, Mark? <laughs> um, all of that was good advice, so I would I would change it up. I mentioned it briefly, but we didn't really go into it because um, I, I can just talk about time tracking all day. I know, but <laughs> um, so for getting started, it kind of depends on what your focus is. Um, I would say do a task base. So see how long you're spending on a particular task. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that you can use um, that I started to play with is an app called Forest. Forest. I've seen it yes. mentioned before. I read something in an article that mentioned that recently. 
Yeah. So it's a little app that grows a little tree. You pick the tree and everything else. And it uses the Pomodoro technique. So you set the length of time that you want to work on that particular thing. And it's great if you have a, if you're working on your iPad or you're working on your phone, we'll, we'll just say that you have your phone nearby, right? Mm -hmm. So you start it on your phone, start the little app. And if you move away from that app, you kill the tree because you're breaking your focus, right? (laughs) Um, We have to do that app in the show. Maybe we can put that for, yeah, we should put that on the list. Yeah, uh, definitely link it. Um, What's and, it called again? And, uh, forest. Forest, okay. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great way to get started into time tracking because you're just saying, you know, I want to spend 25 minutes or one hour focused on this one task, right? Mm-hmm. So you set it for the timer, you grow the tree, but since it's on your phone... If you switch away from that to something else, you will kill that tree. So it kind of helps keep you focused on the task at hand for the time you set. And so for if you're you're doing that Pomodoro, you know, start off with 20 or 25 minutes focus and then take a five or 10 minute break and start again. So that's how I would say to ease yourself into time tracking. And then it's just getting your time focused on what you're doing. Then you can start qualifying what you're doing by labeling the task, labeling the project, mm-hmm. and going forward and, and deeper diving like Kyle and I do. Well, I think that's pretty well said and done. Uh, ready to move on to our next topic is going to be? What is our next topic going to be? <laughs> so, Mark, as uh, you might know, but not our listeners, the next episode we'll be returning back to... Uh, the book Hyperfocus will be taking a note from the book on the suggested methods of hyperfocus and skyrofocus and put those two to the test. So there's specific techniques that are lined out by Chris Bailey in the book for like how to hyperfocus better and how to skyrofocus better. And uh, let's see, I have the document open right now. So we'll try to embrace the method of the four stages of hyperfocus, which is choosing a productive or meaningful thing to focus your attention on, limiting as many external and internal distractions as you can, focus solely on one task at hand, so your forest app might be really useful for this, work on drawing your focus back whenever it breaks, and of course, scheduling uh, your your productive time in advance so you know when to shut your door, put in your headphones, or uh, put your phone on do not disturb mode. And for Skyrofocus, he recommends doing things just like walking, doing chores without a podcast on, which is going to be really hard for me, and uh, things like meditating and get more sleep. So we're going to kind of embrace these these bullet points from the book in our life for the next couple, or like weekend. I think we're not doing the full 14 days this time because we're recording this episode late. But for like the next 13, 12 days, we'll be embracing these things. I have a small plan for how I'm going to push these through into my daily life. Hopefully, I'll work out in my uh, office condition. We'll see. But uh, we'll get back to you guys next week to talk about how we will incorporate or how we incorporate these into our lives and how we think these methods laid out by Chris are good or not. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, we never actually rated time tracking. I think we both know what we're going to give it, though. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I could change know. it. Scott. I could change it up on you. I give it a five. 
And I give it a five out of seven. Oh, okay. He did change it up. <laughs> so what does that translate to? <laughs> that's a that's an old internet joke. If Is you're it? in the if you're in the wares, wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> in seriousness, it's a five out of five. Yeah, same. I think it's really helpful, and it's not for everybody though. So for people that are people that might try this out, I might give it like a three. I say I give it a five, but I think it depends on the person. But for me, it's helped a lot. Absolutely. And before you before you give it a try, um, I think it kind of you can hear from Colonize's perspective of why he wanted to start time tracking. And why I wanted to start time tracking. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need to ask yourself, why should I start time tracking and Mm -hmm. how will it benefit me? Um, And and just sit down, write that down and and outline it and then just ease your way into it. Yeah. All right. Well, so we we have the next episode. Uh, We're going to be trying out the hyper focus and scatter focus for the next few uh, 12 to 13 days here. Yeah. I, I guess one more thing to throw in there is the episode yeah. after that is going to be episode 10. That means it's a book review. And in this one, we'll be reviewing Atomic Habits by, I did not write down the author's name. It was like the biggest uh, productivity book of like 2019 or 2018. James Clare. James Clare, yes. Yeah, we'll be reviewing that book. I just bought it on my Kindle recently. So I'm going to try picking it up soon. And get that, get down to that. I think you already read it, right, Mike? Right, Mike? Yeah, I've, uh, I've already read it, but I'll be breaking out my, I think it's a good time to break out my notes uh, that I took from that and kind of go back through the book, updating my notes, make sure that I have a solid understanding of uh, some of the items that and passages and quotes um, that I had a, a, as a takeaway from my first read. All right, yeah. Sounds like it'll be like a book report. I'll be reporting to you what I learned, and you're like, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and then we can see if there's if there's anything that we kind of want to put into practice. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully it should be a good read, and I can't wait to hear what you uh, think of it. Yeah, I should start reading it tomorrow just to get a head start. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We, Plus- we don't want to don't want to be down to the wire trying to finish polish off a book luckily i have a trip coming up to baltimore i could read on the plane uh that's the best time to read yeah i heard that yeah i finished i'm rereading the dark tower series Mm. and i finished the first book which is like a short it's the shortest book in the series but i finished the first book like on the plane ride or most of it was like 80 percent of the first book on the way to uh aspen so yeah planes are the best time to read Nice. Anyways, uh, where can people find you, Mark? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AskMarkio. And you can follow along on my personal blog, which I have not updated due to other projects, at AskMark.io. And where can they find you, Kyle? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KyleSQ9. And they can find my blog post on Quadrant9.net which has been shifted from a Squarespace website to a simple free WordPress website because I didn't see the point of paying $150 for something that I updated once every six months. So all my <laughs> old blog posts are there. I still own the domain name, so it forwards to that. Uh, so quadrant9.net forwards to quadrant9.wordpress.com, but that's too long. So you can just go there, uh, read some things on there if you want to. And yeah, uh, 
You can find and, us. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy. And you can find us, the show, on Twitter and Instagram at Productive Lab. And you can follow us on our website for all the nice show notes and links to everything that we discuss in each episode at theproductivitylab.show or tpl.show for short. Until next time, stay productive. There is some time that we're all just bullshitting and, and joking around. Yeah. Um, my God, my language this episode. I know. I, I, I think I said a little like bit two too. curse words. I don't know. Is, um, that's explicit or not? Yeah, we're going to have to mark it explicit. For having shit done twice, three times now. <laughs>